1: This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I'm Anthony Cazenza. We're going to be getting to our special guest this week in just a second. Before we do, just want to remind you, you can get this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. You can get it on iHeartRadio. It's on the Megaphone platform as well as uh, YouTube, CincyJungle.com. So get this show and others how you can. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you subscribing and uh, interacting for those of you watching live, interacting with us and other Bengals fans. In doing so, I want to get to our special guest. As I mentioned, it is James Rapine of 92.3, the fan in Cleveland, formerly with ESPN Cincinnati. James, you're you're a busy man, but how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me. What yeah, well, th- thanks for making the time. You're you're at uh, the the stadium for the the Cavaliers, talking some Browns. Bengals as we preview week 14 i always think i'm a pretty busy guy but then i I get in touch with you i see your timeline you are you are a busy man uh
2: it's uh it's fun life goes fast i've been in uh you mentioned the transition to cleveland today is my one year anniversary since starting up here in cleveland so the the year has flown by for sure but uh it's fun it's fun no doubt about it
1: no no way it's today today oh that's awesome might my year since I started at 92.3 The Fan. Oh, that's awesome. So, Congratulations. It's flown.
2: Thanks, man. It is
1: flown, for sure. Well, I, I said this before we got you on the air. We, I, I mean, aside from you being a great guy and always being so cordial coming on, to the, coming on this show, um, we love having you on because you bring a perspective from both covering the Bengals and covering the Cleveland Browns. Um, so you bring kind of a, a more unique perspective, and you are one of our favorite guests, so we're happy to have you with us. Let's kind of just dive right in as the two teams square off this Sunday. I think the theme for both teams has to be not living up to expectations, particularly for Cleveland and the, the massive haul that they brought in in terms of free agents, trades, all that stuff. What What's kind of the... The attitude surrounding the team right now, given the fact that they're, you know, they've got seven losses already. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's frustration. Frustration. I think the fan base is frustrated. I think they're, uh, it, it, to the Browns, you got to think the Browns are where the Bengals were in like that 04 05 season. And it really felt like they, that this year was going to be their 05. Like last year was 04. They got 7 9 or 7 8 1. They have the first round quarterback the coats that they find, and that's its really been the difference, I think. Um, is, is Marvin, for all of his faults, balanced the Bengals and, and brought discipline to the Bengals? Freddie Kitchens hasn't done that with the Browns. He hasn't brought discipline. He hasn't brought a standard uh, of maturity that this team, this young team, very talented, but this young team needed, that a young quarterback like Baker Mayfield needed, and to make matters worse, the reason a big reason why he got hired was the play calling. The play calling's been suspect as well. So I think the, the fan base is frustrated. They're sick and tired of, of being disappointed year in and year out. Especially now when the Browns do have talent. It's not like it's Hugh Jackson uh, coaching a, a bunch of bombs here and Kevin Hogan playing at Paul Brown Stadium like right. he was a couple of years ago. No, this is this is a team with a ton of talent. I, I mean, they arguably have more talent than any team they played this year uh, so far outside of a couple teams. And yet here they are at five and seven. Uh, you have the t-shirt thing where he wears the t-shirt about Pittsburgh started it, which was just a total joke. And I can't believe our head coach would do that. Uh, but but that's why they are five and seven. And I wouldn't be shocked at all. I would move on from them because I, I don't buy into it. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to, and the, the, the Browns are going to because they want continuity. But it's uh, it's been a
1: nightmare year for Freddie Kitchens for sure. So let's, I mean, there's a couple ways to segue off of that. I guess we'll continue on with Freddie Kitchens talk. Uh Shirt gate I guess I don't know what you want to call that thing but um, you know what I found funny was you know that the, the Steelers if they were to do something like that you know it would be uh you know because it's the Steelers they would be able to get away with it and their track record is of success I don't think many people would blink too much of an eye whereas you know the Browns and new head coach and all of that um, you know it comes under further scrutiny I mean is this is this a year that is is pretty much squarely the, the, the lack of living up to expectations, is that pretty much squarely on Freddie Kitchens' shoulders?
2: Uh, for me, yes. Now, depending on who you ask, that, that answer could vary for a variety of reasons. One, the Browns' offensive line, while it hasn't been as bad as the Bengals' offensive line this year, it's still been bad. And they've been healthier than the Bengals' line has, right? And, and so the past couple of years, i felt like a – a broken record talking about how the Bengals can't fix their offensive line issues. Well, now the Browns have the same issues. So you could blame John Dorsey for that. And the fact that he traded um, Kevin Zeitler, who we're both familiar with, is one of the elite guards, a really high-end guard in the NFL. The fact that he traded him away for a pass rusher, it, it, if it works out, that's fine. It didn't work out. And, and there was no one really that was able to step up. He whipped on a, a second-round guard. Out of Nevada, right, in Austin Corbett, they already traded him to the Rams. They drafted him uh, in the 2018 draft. So you could blame Dorsey some for the lack of construction. But I think any first year head coach, including me, like if, if I got hired to be a head coach, I had to start with Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. Then on the other side, Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett and Larry Oak and Joby. And I could just keep going on and on and on. You know, Sheldon Richardson, like that's a great place to start, right? And you should win games. Oh, the, the roster isn't perfect. John Dorsey certainly takes some of that blame. And he's the one who hired Freddie Kitchens. So could blame him for that as well. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I think Freddie Kitchens is, for me, the, the number one reason why the Browns have been so underwhelming this
1: season. Talking with James Rapine of 92.3, the fan in Cleveland, formerly of ESPN Cincinnati. Great to have him on previewing Week 14, talking Browns, Bengals. Is, this, is the, the Kitchens thing, I mean, is that merely a an issue of a guy in a, having the inability to manage egos the amount of egos i mean or is it is it just too much too soon unproven guy this this browns team needed maybe like a guy who just came on the market a ron rivera um, somebody that has been there done that and managed big egos is that is that probably what's going to be needed or is this is this a thing where you know this was a one year experiment a lot of high priced talent it's not working maybe blow some of it up
2: yeah, I, I think the talent can work. Like, to me, Odell Beckham Jr. works anywhere. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. works with Joe Burrow and the Bengals next year. He works with the New York Giants and in uh, any quarterbacks you want to draft. You know what I'm saying? Like, he works anywhere, but you need the, the right play caller. So, to me, I'm, I'm with you in, in what you said at first. They need someone to come in and stabilize things. Freddie Kitchens was a running backs coach, a position coach last year up until Hugh Jackson got fired. Then he gets elevated. The schedule loosens up. Baker Mayfield plays really well against, again, just okay to, to below average opponents, including the Bengals with Jeff Driscoll playing six of those quarters. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where he got elevated too quickly, and he's yeah. clearly in over his head. Like, in my mind, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Like, it, it, it's, it, and it's a theme across the NFL now to give these offensive minds the keys to the organization, be the head coach, but to me, what the Browns needed is something they haven't had in two decades, which was stability. It wasn't necessarily, and I questioned the hire. I was one of the only ones that questioned the hire in Cleveland. And I'm not tooting my own horn, but it was just like, yeah, Freddie Kitchens has zero experience. By the way, I questioned the Zach Taylor hire too when it happened. I, I was like, man, no experience. I get it. He had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay. I don't know. So so to me, I, I'm always on the, the side of experience. So Ron Rivera, uh, certainly. I, I think Our old buddy Marvin Lewis would have eight wins for the Browns right now. At at least. And people are flinching and laughing at that probably. But I've watched him for 16 years, and then I just watched Freddie Kitchens coach 12 games. I just think he would get more out of the talent that this team has. So that's why I would move on from him. Um, We'll we'll see what the Browns do. You know, if if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm rooting for Freddie Kitchens to stay and hang around for one more year because uh, it's – to me, he's not going to figure it out, it, 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 and it's because he jumped from position coach to head coach. And there's a reason that you're a coordinator for multiple years before that usually happens,
1: and it's because there's growing in between that yeah. that just just didn't happen. Man, can you imagine if Marvin headed over to Cleveland next year? Wow, I, uh, I don't think I don't think
2: I, I think his ties to you would eliminate that. Right, you know Marvin wants to get back in the NFL. You know, I, I think Washington is certainly a place. Him. um hmm. and he obviously coached there as a, a dc way back in the day so who, who knows but yeah. uh th- that, that just explains my level of frustration with kitchens if i for years was like man they should probably move on with marvin and i'm like man if marvin was in cleveland they would be uh set up for much better success this year than, than they've had with kitchens
1: yeah the 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 browns really Kind of, uh, and rightfully so. They they hung a lot of their hopes on Baker Mayfield. He's kind of been up and down, to say the least, this year. Um, you know, I, I think that gives some Bengals fans maybe a little bit of pause as they potentially look at a rookie quarterback this year. And you know, you look at maybe the quote unquote sophomore slump. Talk talk a little bit about Baker. Was this was he another guy that kind of you know the the fame kind of came too too fast, too soon, too much ego, veteran egos on the team to handle. Um, or or is this just more Kitchens I- indictment? It, it's a
2: mixture. It, it's a mixture because uh, I know, w- w- let's start with the ego thing, because it's very, it's very easy to see Baker Mayfield, even if you don't watch the Browns, because he's got 52 commercials, right? So <laughs> uh, that, that's been talked about. He, he, he put himself out there, and when you put yourself out there, you are opening yourself up for criticism. It is just that simple. You know, if you uh, say, "Oh, I'm feeling dangerous," and you have that swag, that's great. And it's great when it's going well. But we saw it with Chad Johnson, right? Like when it when it works, it's fun and it's great. But when it doesn't, then you're going to get criticized because you're not all in. And, and I think that's that's the concern a little bit is, is that that ego Baker Mayfield feels like he arrived to a degree, and I think there is some concern in the organization that he. Feels entitled, and yet he's 11 and 14 as a starter. I, I don't think anyone denies his talent. I mean, I, I think he's extremely talented, extremely accurate. But you also need to work your tail off. Like it's not enough to be talented. There are plenty of quarterbacks that are talented uh, that go first overall. But it's even harder when you go first overall to a, an organization. Much you know, much like the Bengals of the '90s that has been so bad for so long, has been dysfunctional. He's got to overcome that. So anything less than 110% work ethic and 110% buy-in isn't enough to, to turn around the Browns. Uh, so I, I think from a personal standpoint, that's where he's at. Obviously, the numbers aren't good. Part of that's offensive line. I think part of that's the playmakers, uh, or the play calling, excuse me, not putting the playmakers in a position to succeed. Odell Beckham Jr. goes long stretches without even being targeted. And, and I think that's as much play design as it is on Baker, if even more so play design in, in, in on kitchens than it is on Baker. So there's a lot of things they need to clean up. And, and that's that's another reason why i probably move on from kitchens it, is because you've got to find someone that can get the most out of Baker Mayfield. And we've seen this year, unlike last year, he hasn't been able to do that. They, they need to prove the line. They need to improve a couple things around him. But, uh, yeah, they, they need to figure out a way to make this work. And, and I, I'll tell you this. I know people question the pick and all that stuff. Uh, I think the Bengals had Baker Mayfield. I, I have yeah, this on good accord. Bengals had Baker Mayfield number one on their board in that draft. Uh, I know Hugh Jackson was on board with it. John Dorothy obviously was. So th- there were a lot of people on the Baker train and believed in him. The Patriots had him high on their board. So it, they got to get the most out of him. I think he can fix it in Cleveland. But you got to set him up for success. And I don't think you do that by putting him behind a the 25th-ranked offensive line and, and hire the guy he wanted. He was a Freddie Kitchens believer. It doesn't mean you hire
0: him uh, in the Brown State. And I don't think that that was uh, obviously not the way to go since the 5 and 7. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? And how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prof. Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prof Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: So on the other side of the fence, uh, you mentioned an argument really that um, uh, people have used for the last couple of seasons to defend Andy Dalton as a Cincinnati Bengals starter. It's been a whirlwind season for him. It's been a tumultuous season for Zach Taylor in his first um, his first season as Bengals head coach. I mean, is 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 this a, another scenario much like Baker in Cincinnati? Do you feel that it's hey, Dalton hasn't got his fair shake, or is it, you know what, we've seen eight years of Andy Dalton. We know we're getting from Andy Dalton. The Bengals are poised to have a top five pick. Let them get another quarterback and go from there.
2: Yeah, it's time. It's time for a new quarterback. Like, Did, did anyone feel on Monday night that Kirk Cousins was going to beat Russell Wilson? No. <laughs> no one did, Even even though the Vikings roster – the offensive line's great. They have great running back. They have great receivers. They have great tight end Kyle Rudolph, Cincinnati native, by the way. You know they have all this great talent on defense. Kendricks, all these guys. And yet everyone was like, "Yeah, Seattle's going to get it done because they have Russell Wilson and the Vikings don't." All right. So so this is the Bengals' chance. I mean, they've missed it. You know, they didn't even entertain quarterbacks back in seventeen. And I know I was really high, and I'm still high on John Ross. But the fact that they didn't even entertain it. Uh, Deshaun Watson. No one was entertaining Pat Mahomes that early, except the Chiefs, but no one even, they didn't even look at Watson. Let me make you pull your hair out, what, right? You know, two years ago, the Lamar Jackson thing. I totally wanted Lamar Jackson, but they completely, even though they brought him in for a visit, they made it known right afterwards that they weren't going to take Lamar Jackson uh, with the 21st pick. So, this is their chance now to get a, a stud at quarterback. That's what they got to do. You know, you can find pass rushers, and they've done that. You know, in Carlos that they found those guys in the middle rounds. Uh, Sam Hubbard, as well, is, is looking pretty promising, right? So they, this idea that they can't find pass rushers later, they can do that. Uh, offensive linemen, well, they drafted those guys in the first round because I've heard a case for, for that. Well, they've done that, and it hasn't necessarily worked out. Let's try the quarterback and invest in improve an offensive linemen in free agency. It doesn't mean huge contracts or spend like drunken sailors. But that, that's what I think the Bengals should do uh, to address some of their weaknesses. But uh, to me, it's its Burrow, if that's who they feel like. And, and I still think Tua should be in that mix. Um, but, but it's really dicey with that injury. He was number one for me uh, until that hip injury. But uh, still, Joe Burrow, he looks, to me, Anthony, and I know I'm rambling, he looks a lot like a taller, bigger baker. Mm. Because he's, fire, he's fiery, extremely athletic. He's a leader. Um, he, he went into LSU and he quickly became like the face of that program. Might went a Heisman. In uh, the thing with Baker, right? Was, uh, how accurate he was. Well, that's what Burrow is. But he's six four, you know. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I, I think he's a guy that uh, the Bengals certainly have to, to seriously, seriously consider. And if there aren't any red flags and we don't know of any, uh, then take him first overall. And, and they they shouldn't screw this up. They should still keep the first pick.
1: I don't want top five. got to get the number one pick here. Yeah, probably to get him. You are correct. Talking with James Rapine of 92-3, the fan in Cleveland, formerly of ESPN Cincinnati, talking Browns-Bengals as the two face off this week. We're just going to spend another uh, minute or so with him. Uh, You know, just – Quickly on Zach Taylor, you, you've you made your feelings known on Freddie Kitchens, his rise to head coach and it not working in Cleveland. Different set of circumstances for Zach Taylor and do you give him a bigger pass than you do Kitchens or do you see a similar path where, you know what, there still are some valuable veterans on this Bengals team and they need to think about really making a change at coach already one year in or or are they just rebuilding and they need to give him more time?
2: Yeah, so uh, I'll preface this by saying I haven't watched as much as I have in the past. I mean, in the past, I would watch every game and then half of the games again, you know, <laughs> and then like, catch parts of them after I watched them. I've watched probably 90, 90 to 95% of the snaps live this year or right afterwards. So I'm still watching a lot of English football, by the I'm keeping, my, keeping tabs on, on the team. Um, I, I'll say this uh, Zach Taylor, his number one pick goes down to Jonah Williams. Cordy Glenn, that whole situation. So now the offensive line is suddenly awful because you got Bobby Hart and Andre Smith. I can't believe Andre Smith was in the league up until, what, last week or right. before? In, insane. Uh, so that's that's extremely tough to overcome. Early on, what did I see? Well, I, I saw an offense that finally figured out how to use John Ross. even without A.J. Green on the field, right? So he's already had to overcome Green. Um, I, I saw a quarterback in Andy Dalton who was near the top of the league in passing yards for the first four or five weeks. It might have even been longer than that. Um, and, and I made my feelings known about Andy, but the point is, is given small sample sizes, I thought that Taylor showed some signs. But much, this isn't like a pretty Kitchen situation. This is more like a, a Hugh Jackson situation when he got to Cleveland. And the fact that the talent is either not there at spots like tackle or it's injured at wide receiver, mm. it's injured at offensive line in the proven areas but I don't I don't think you can move on from a guy like Taylor after one year especially after I just watched them fight like hell against the Jets the other day you know Mm -hmm. it's not like they're not playing hard Ross returns from IR I know he's damn excited to get out there this week even though they have one win you know AJ Green from what I've heard and I know there's a lot of speculation is still trying to come back this year so I think they're bought in still and I think when you You draft again, and it's a little bit more active in free agency. And you make some of these with the right moves. Maybe you use Amy Dalton's money to boost that offensive line. You And you move off of him, and you use that to boost the linebacking core, maybe a a, a cornerback, and move on from Dre because that's overpriced at this stage. You can do that, and then you see how good Zach Taylor is. I didn't like the move because he was inexperienced. It's certainly
1: a way to do that. Yeah, a little bit of different set of circumstances dealt to Kitchens and Taylor, to be sure. Uh, how do you see How do you see the first uh, – usually these teams have squared off already once by this time, but uh, first, first go-around this week, how do you see it playing out? Do the, do the Browns kind of right the ship, or are the Bengals kind of headed it for one of their patented late-season hot streaks when it doesn't even matter?
2: <laughs> yeah, I – have a feeling this game could be close. Mm. That the key to it is, is early on with the Browns team. You, gotta, you can't let them get on a roll. And I know they did against the Steelers and then it kind of fell apart. But when you only have one win and you're the Bengals, you cannot get down 10 like 0. If you receive that kickoff, you've got to find a way to go down. last week gave it some juice Um, and speaking of juice Ross comes back to us I think that they got a shot Um, it's it's really comes down to two things one well Andy don't be able to stay upright no Miles Garrett got a good chance at that And, and then on the other side can Carlos Dunlap and those guys have big games like they did last week if that happens Baker's got 14 picks this year, so he'll, uh, he'll give the ball up. So I, I think the, the Bengals certainly have a shot at this one. And, and People with some are probably excited. Other fans, not so much to hear that. But I, I certainly think they can be competitive on
1: Sunday. Well, thanks for the time, James. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, enjoy your stuff that you, you obviously put out on Twitter. You do a great job, and congratulations on being at the fan for a year, man. That's That's awesome stuff. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Sorry, I was long winded. You weren't. I always get to talk Bengals,
2: so uh, when I do, I uh, I tend to go a little bit long. Yeah, I'd
1: time. have you on. I'd have <laughs> you on for an hour if I could, man. I I I love talking to you. So, um, are you going? Are you going to the draft next year? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that's the plan. Of course, absolutely. Well, nice. I'm I'm gonna try and get assuming out there. Maybe. I'm, assuming I'm still in Cleveland and they they don't
2: move it from Cleveland, I know they don't plan to. Then yeah, I'm absolutely. Uh, I'm absolutely going to be there. Uh, you know how big of a draft
1: guy I am. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I might be out there, so uh, I'll let you know, and we'll have to get together, man. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Well, All right. I, I appreciate you having me, and uh, hopefully, we're talking in a, a
2: couple months, speaking in a draft about how Joe Burrow is uh, is going to throw to his new arsenal of weapons in
1: Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, James. Enjoy. Uh, enjoy the yeah. game tonight. All right. Thanks, man. See ya. Take care. That was James Rapine of 923 The Fan joining us, uh, talking a little Browns Bengals here, uh, the Week 14 matchup. Obviously, you can follow him at James Rapine on Twitter. Uh, Really good guy. He's um, you know he's been great to us on this show, and uh, obviously great at what he does. And um, he he covers the Cavs, he covers the Indians, covers a little bit of Browns. Used to cover the Bengals and Reds in Cincinnati, so uh, very knowledgeable about. The, the sports in both cities. So that's why we wanted to bring him on. We appreciate him making time because he is such a busy guy. He's at, the, he's at the Cavs stadium, right? Or Cavs arena right now. Um, getting ready for tip off there. So, uh, you know, busy guy, but appreciate him coming on as usual. And as I said, before we brought James on, you can get this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google play. You can get it on iHeartRadio, you can get it on megaphone, really wherever you get your audio podcasts and then you can get it on our YouTube channel. You can also get it on cincyjungle.com. Join the live recordings of every one of our episodes, whether it's the weekly show, the post game reactions, listener questions, any of those join it, join us uh, through the live YouTube channel or Cincy jungle's Facebook page for the live recording. Um, So check us out there and get the other podcasts that are part of the channel as well. A lot of good stuff that we are bringing you our thanks to James Rapine for joining us and for now I'm Anthony Kazenza we'll see you guys